Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. In-depth. E. Gong's legacy after five years running China's central bank. Published in Caixin Global, August 4th, 2023. Written by Huo Kan and Zhang Yukun. Read to you by Cliff Larson. When Yi Gang took the helm at the People's Bank of China, PBOC, in March 2018, he said there were three major tasks to do in finance. Implement prudent and neutral monetary policy, advance reform and opening up of the financial industry, and prevent and resolve major risks to maintain stability in the financial sector. At that time, the world wasn't expecting a global pandemic, a war in Europe, escalating tensions between China and the West, not to mention the resulting fallout. Throughout all the tumult, E stayed the course, guiding the central bank with principle and never straying far from what he set out to do. China's modernization has raised new requirements for the establishment of a modern central bank system, and the most important goals are achieving stability in the value of the currency and of the financial system, he said at the Beijing Forum in April, some three months before he stepped down as central bank governor. The Early Years before he became a central banker, E was an academic. He went to the United States to study in 1980, earning a doctorate in economics from the University of Illinois in 1986. That same year, he started teaching at Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis, where he got tenure in 1992. In 94, E moved back to China to become a professor at the prestigious Peking University in Beijing and co-founded the China Center for Economic Research, which later became the National School of Development, a leading institution for teaching, research, and policy advising. Due to his expertise in China's monetary policy, Yi was invited to join the PBOC in 1997, first as a deputy secretary general of its monetary policy committee, and then as secretary general. He became head of the Monetary Policy Department in 2003. The following year, he worked as an assistant governor and played a leading role in the reform of rural financial institutions. In 2007, he was promoted to deputy governor. He also led the State Administration of Foreign Exchange, SAFE, S-A-F-E, from 2009 to 2015, where he was in charge of forex management reform 
and advancing the diversification and market-oriented reform of Forex reserve investments. In 2018, he became governor of the PBOC. He succeeded Zhou Xiaochuan, who in his 15 years as head of the central bank earned a reputation as a staunch reformer, who helped push through fundamental changes that transformed China from a centrally planned economy to a market-based economy. In an interview with Taishin in 2013, when talking about monitoring cross-border capital flows, he emphasized the need to walk a fine line between maintaining security of the economy and the financial system and maximizing freedom and convenience for businesses and individuals. This prudent approach, which is aimed at balancing different goals, can be seen in many of the central bank's policy moves under E. Striving for Balance China's philosophy is about progressing step by step, and we're very cautious when we push any kind of policy agenda, E said at the annual conference of the Boal Forum for Asia in 2018. When China's economy was battered by the COVID-19 pandemic, there were discussions about whether monetary policy should be more aggressive to further spur spending and investment. But for E, monetary policy should strike a balance between stabilizing growth and preventing risks. Don't let the market be starved of money, but don't let the money overflow either, he said at the Beijing Forum in 2020. In addition to cutting interest rates and the reserve requirement ratio, the PBOC has, since the pandemic began, launched about a dozen structural monetary policy tools that target specific goals, such as carbon neutrality and tech innovation, rather than the broader market. Structural tools encourage financial institutions to support key areas and strengthen weak links in stabilizing growth and employment in a market-oriented way, at an appropriate scale, he said at the April Forum. In a speech hosted the same month by the Peterson Institute for International Economics, PIIE, he said he had made decisions on interest rates based on China's economic circumstances, while being aware of the economic cycle, both domestic and overseas, and that cautious decision-making takes into account the time it takes for monetary policy to take effect. Market-Oriented Reforms during E's term as governor, the central bank took immense but calculated strides toward market-oriented reform of interest rates and the exchange rate. China's interest rates used to run on two tracks, as some rates were set largely by the market, such as the seven-day interbank pledged repo rate, while the benchmark deposit and lending interest rates were set by the central bank. In July 2019, a little more than a year into his term as central bank governor, he told Caixin in an interview that policymakers would leave central bank-determined benchmark deposit rates in place for a longer time to prevent lenders from getting too aggressive in competing for deposits. However, he said, benchmark lending rates would be replaced by rates that were set by the market. In August that year, the central bank revamped how the National Loan Prime Rates, LPRs, are set, bringing them more into line with market rates and directed banks to begin setting their loan rates based on the new LPRs 
instead of the benchmark lending rates. Under the new system, the central bank can still steer borrowing costs as the LPR are linked to the interest rates and open market operations undertaken by the central bank. Liberalizing deposit rates moved a step forward in 2022, as the central bank guided a banking industry body to establish a new mechanism that gives banks more freedom to set their own deposit rates based on the 10-year Chinese government bond yield and the one-year national LPR. When it comes to exchange rates, the PBOC has in recent years adopted a number of tools to stabilize the yuan's exchange rate instead of directly intervening to control its value. These tools include the Forex Deposit Reserve Requirement Ratio and the Forex Risk Reserve Ratio. The former determines the amount of Forex deposit banks need to set aside as reserves, while the latter determines the amount of money financial institutions must deposit at the central bank when they buy dollars for clients through currency forwards. Central bank intervention in the exchange rate may be gradually phased out if monetary policy is implemented correctly and the market can determine exchange rates, E said at the PIIE event. But the PBOC still needs to maintain the right to intervene in times of extreme capital flight, as is suggested by the IMF, he said. Curbing Risks When he took over as central bank governor, China had been stepping up scrutiny over freewheeling conglomerates such as Tomorrow Holding Company Limited and HNA Group Company Limited whose aggressive debt-fueled acquisitions at home and abroad posed risks to the financial system. Under E's term, the PBOC played its part in reducing those risks, especially in terms of handling the debts of these conglomerates. As regulators were dismantling Tomorrow Holding, an investigation of Tomorrow's controlled Baoshang Bank Company Limited revealed that from 2005 to 2019, the regional lender issued 156 billion yuan, 22 billion U.S. dollars, of illegal loans to 209 shell companies controlled by the conglomerate. They ended up becoming bad loans, which coupled with other problems, could have affected the bank's 4.73 million customers at the time, including 4.67 million individuals and 63,600 corporate clients. After Baoshang Bank was taken over by regulators in 2019, the central bank guaranteed an average of 90% of claims by its large creditors, while guaranteeing all the principal and interest of all individual depositors, as well as all corporate deposits and interbank debts of less than 50 million yuan. But according to E, government-led rescues of financial institutions shouldn't be the norm in tackling financial risks. Instead, financial institutions should maintain a healthy balance sheet and be prepared to get themselves out of trouble, and regulation should be effective in encouraging such self-rescue, he wrote in an article in late 2022. As China has tightened its oversight of the booming fintech sector over the past few years, pushing fintech giants including Ant Group Company Limited to fix their problems, he has also shared his views on how regulators can fill gaps in fintech supervision. 
Financial innovation reduces the cost and improves the efficiency of financial services, but has also created headaches for regulators. Problems have included regulatory noncompliance, monopolistic practices, running unlicensed financial businesses, as well as threatening a personal privacy and information security, he said in an October 2021 speech at a Bank for International Settlements conference. Meeting these challenges requires regulators to ensure that financial activities must be licensed, firewalls must be set up to prevent the spread of financial risks across industries, and improper connections between financial information and commercial information must be severed, he said. To manage risks in the financial sector in a more systematic way, the central bank drafted a financial stability law that seeks to unify the country's scattered rules on dealing with risks. A draft of the law was unveiled in April 2022 and is pending legislative approval. To the future. As the global financial industry changes to meet new challenges, China's central bank has also been catching up and even taking the lead in the transformations. During his time as governor, he supported the green and digital transformation of the financial sector and pushed forward with research and trials of China's central bank digital currency. To meet China's carbon goals to achieve peak emissions by 2030 and become carbon neutral by 2060, the market needs both sticks, such as raising the cost of emissions, and carrots, he said in a speech at a Shanghai forum in June. The PBOC has implemented monetary policy tools to encourage financial institutions to lend to businesses that will reduce emissions and to provide financing for clean coal-related projects, measures that can serve as carrots, according to E. Trials of the ECNY were launched and expanded during E's tenure. In pilot programs, the digital currency has been used for retail spending, purchasing wealth management products, and paying wages, and payments can now be made with mobile devices that aren't connected to the internet. The primary purposes of the digital yuan are to meet the needs of domestic retail payments, make finance more inclusive, and improve the efficiency of the currency and payment system. He said at the Hong Kong FinTech Week conference in 2022. It's been designed to simultaneously protect personal privacy and maintain financial security, he said. Trials of the digital yuan are continuing under the new governor Pan Gongsheng, previously a deputy governor who served as head of SAFE. E will remain involved in China's economic development and financial reforms. During the two sessions in March, he became a member of the Standing Committee of China's top political advisory body and a deputy director of the body's economic committee. You've been listening to In-Depth, Ekong's Legacy After Five Years Running China's Central Bank, written by Huo Kan and Zhang Yu Kun, read to you by Cliff Larson.